You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. Hey, we're back with uh, Speed. Man, it's been uh, a long time coming here. We were trying to get this podcast going for like... Haven't we been just trying to get this podcast for like two weeks now or something like that? Yeah, two or two or three weeks, yeah. There you go. Um Yeah, just our fucking schedules are all over the place, so that'll happen, huh? Yeah. Well it's good to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um I wish I had the the clip here. This podcast I listened to, if you ever heard it, War on the Rocks. Uh mm-hmm. they have one called Net Assessment, I think it is. And it's pretty good. It's like a military-centric one, um, or like mil. It's it's about the DoD, I suppose, or kind of our like uh, doctrine or national policy. And some like analysts talk about it, but when they get to the end, they do a airing of grievances section, and they have the section from um, what was it Seinfeld with uh, what was his name Arthur, the dad, George's dad. You talking about Festivus? Yeah. You talk about Festivus for the rest of us and the, the yeah. grievances. Yeah. Yeah, it's like something like, um, I got a lot of problems with the pe- you people, and now you're going to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Frank, is, Frank Costanza, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, Frank, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, Speed, I think you got some to uh, air, so take it away. All right, well, it, it's not that egregious, um, but one of the episodes from... Uh, I think it was a, a year ago, um, but I remember listening to it. Shark was talking about uh, the new academy grads, and those guys are just the worst. I'll tell you what. Uh, but the, <laughs> new, the new the new Air Force academy grads that he was seeing at uh, in UPT, and he said that, um, and maybe he heard this directly from one of them. So you know, maybe there was experience. You know, back in my day, everything was harder. So uh, of course, but maybe their experience was different than mine. But he mentioned that. Um, some of the there's you know both military and civilian professors at the academy but some of the military officers that are teaching as professors at the academy uh would say oh just call me jeremy or steve or whatever their first name was and i wanted to make it clear i never once had a military officer uh that was an academic you know professor at the academy uh, or military or otherwise you know because they have commanders there too uh never did they say call me by their first name uh, we were we were at attention, reporting in and saluting in the class uh, at the beginning of every class with the military officers. We even had one army uh, lieutenant colonel that made us do push-ups at the beginning of class every day. That was a delight. So, um, just wanted guys, to let you know it wasn't it wasn't all uh, roses like uh, like Shark was painting. <laughs> uh, you guys had to report in every time, every class. We had to report in every if it was a military instructor. Yeah, we had. To, it sounds like a bit of a waste. Or... Like you have to get there 15 minutes early because <laughs> you got to like you got 30 people. Everybody reporting in. Well, it, no, the class there would be a cl- designated class leader like oh, senior yeah. cadet in the class would report in for the whole class. Kind of like for formation. Kind uh, of. Like oh, and we'd okay. have to take attendance and say you know all accounted for or cadet you know Snuffy's missing. Because he had a dentist appointment or something, whatever, we had to do all that. So sounds like you guys should just get done a fungus check. That'd have been pretty cool. That is <laughs> almost like that, yeah. But I, the other thing though, Shark did have some point, good points. Uh, I am, and I think I can speak to most academy graduates. I am a hundred percent desensitized to rank, um, to where it's it's both good and bad, in a sense. Because yeah, like I had a, a professor that was a bird colonel. You know, and I talked to him every day. And then, you know, I had dinner and sat next to the uh, one-star general commandant. You know what I mean? I would would talk to the commandant that dinner. You know, um, so it's good in that you know they're they're just men and women. You know, people same as us. They put their leg or their pants on one leg at a time, same as we do. But obviously, you still have to respect their rank. So, um, do you think that's desensitized being desensitized to rank though, or like I think one. It, Maybe I'm putting words in his mouth, so to speak, but I'm thinking like what I, if you're working with somebody on a day to day basis, then like I wouldn't say you're desensitized to rank. You just have a different relationship. Just like if you have a professor who's a colonel, 
then you're not going to just be like, oh, like scared to talk to him. You're, you're going to go fucking like, hey, hey, sir, I got a question. Can you explain this theory to me? Um, like in his office hours or something. You're not going to, you know, be starstruck by it. Exactly. Yeah. So like and I, I, I think this that's a little different because you have a you have a some kind of relationship versus like, I don't know, I, maybe Shark was also probably tired of. Um, trying to rule in these unruly uh, LTs just going buck wild. So I think probably that's what it was. And I, I, I know I, I will say this um, kind of to your point. Um, I think I was as a young LT kind of desensitized to rank like from lieutenant through major, I would say, and even to a little bit to lieutenant colonel. Like I remember there was one time uh, an incident on – the island of Guam on our Guam bat tour um, where I was in a yelling match with a captain as a lieutenant. And he was like, you know, you're going to listen to me, captain or lieutenant. And I was like, fuck you, captain. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was like, I don't have to like, it's like, you know, that's not how it works. Cause obviously it's, di- it's a little different in the flying squadron. So mm-hmm. I think that's how it, and it was, obviously this was a closed door, meeting so it was that my shining bright shining moment no it's one of those uh do as i say not as i do um i th- i definitely think in the uh the flying world is kind of hard and so to speak uh <laughs> yeah also i'll say with people i'm around the, I, my so to speak game has exponentially increased from the last three years um but yeah i think just being around flyers is a little bit different it kind of creates some bad habits at times i gotta say by so to speak thing i'm not really into it i gotta say <laughs> <laughs> i know that's you gotta, you gotta play the game that's the thing yeah mm-hmm. i don't know i, I just think it's kind of yeah. not i mean obviously it's we all know it's immature but it's uh it just like gets a little old for me sometimes, I guess. But yeah. I, I understand. Yeah, I guess you got to know your you got to know your audience. I guess if you're sure. if you're in the squadron or especially like at roll call or just in the hooch or whatever, then yeah. then I'm all for it. If you're at home uh, for Christmas visiting your family, maybe not the time. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know some people who would do that um, <laughs> from our joint squadron and people now too. Uh, it was funny. There was another guy. <laughs> there was another guy yesterday. As of all things, he said something like that, and the guy was like, "Oh, so to speak." He was like, "I'm too fucking tired to play that game right now." <laughs> I was like, "This man, this man gets it." Yeah, so said, I, I don't plan on like I'm sure we'll see where it goes. But I'm sure. Or actually, I don't think there is really any punch. But like, I, I don't plan on um, eliminating like box and. Uh, head from my vocabulary. I'll, yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. stupid. If, and if somebody's like, you got to pay a dollar every time. I'll be like, okay, fine. <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> yeah, that checks. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, well, first of all, I'll speed out a question. Like, when you guys would have, or when you had office hours at the academy, or the uh, professors did, was that the same mm-hmm. thing you had to report into them at their office? Um, like if you're going in for like one-on-one yeah. like extra instruction or whatever. Yeah, I would still, I would do that. They wanted us to practice that. Um, and same with, if you had to go to your, uh, like your squadron commander at, at the Academy, they called an AOC, but basically your squadron commander that was a major Lieutenant Colonel, you'd report into them too. They okay. just want you practicing all that good military discipline bearing. Um, but once you were in the classroom and after you had reported in, then it was, it, it depended on the, the, you know, the officer on how formal they wanted to be, but most of them were like, Hey, it's time to learn now. Um, so you don't have to be all nervous around me just cause I'm a, a Colonel or a Lieutenant Colonel. It's yeah. interesting that they do that at the Academy. I guess they're trying to ma- just teach good habits and make it mm-hmm. a little bit more difficult, but for the primary source of all flying personnel, <laughs> Uh, who summarily, as soon as they graduate and get into flying training, pretty much drop all of that. It's it's just kind of odd that they're like, mm-hmm. okay, we're trying to prepare you for the Air Force, and meanwhile, we're also preparing you to just not do this ever again. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. 
Um, we marched in parades it for lunch. Um, I don't know, three, like three days a week usually. And then I haven't knock on wood. I have not marched in a parade since I've commissioned. Uh, and I hope we keep it that way. So, <laughs> well, you might have to pull out your mistress. I heard that, uh, for UPT. Um, so yeah, there's that. <laughs> oh, okay. What? It's, I, it's ready to go. Yeah, I got mine, and I actually, I think, no, uh, I might have put it in storage. I don't remember, but. I, I, I haven't, I haven't worn that since my wedding. It was the last time, but. What do you, what do you mean luxury? You think, is, is it uh, like a, at a ceremony or something for UPT? I think so. I think they do some kind of thing. That's what I've uh, heard. Because uh, we were just talking about this at work the other day. Um, I guess. There's probably like before you graduate, some kind of ceremony bullshit, something, hmm. but I don't know. Okay. Anyways. Um, I was going to say, one of the things I had was, um, isn't it kind of weird how much we attach ourselves to our college? You know, like, is that the one thing <laughs> that, I guess it's the one thing that like, you know, if you leave high school... Well, for, you know, maybe a lot of people, if you leave high school and go somewhere else, college was the one thing that kind of differentiates you amongst everybody else. Like for us, since we're such a, a smorgasbord or whatever it's called of uh, people, like our college is what one of the things that define us, you know. I, and I, now that I'm thinking about it, like, I guess if you like I've, if I stayed in my state, the college I went to was the one that a lot of people go to, you know. So that wouldn't have been a differentiator. So maybe it's just in the military that that's like such a point of pride, you know? Uh, I don't think it's just in the military. I think it's for everybody, especially like, especially when you leave your, well, I think it's really, maybe it's actually, I think it's um, regardless if you stay in the area you came from or the, the, the area of the school you went to, or if you go somewhere else, I think it's, um, like it's something that you number one you spent a shitload of money uh one way or the other whether you had a scholarship or not um you spent a lot of money you spent a lot of time and you accomplished something at that place so like, i think it's pretty understandable to um be a tie to that or if we're tied to sports teams you know i don't see why you wouldn't be tied to a, a university or college makes sense to me yeah, that's what I was. Th I was thinking it was because like you kind of put uh, put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it, but at the same time, it was <laughs> it's, it, in some respects you also hate that place. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> especially when you were there, you know, you're like when you're studying in the library at midnight or something, you're like, mother, why did I have to fucking do this? You know what I mean? Yeah. I hate this fucking school. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, yeah. I remember I remember laying in bed in that first night, because um, at the academy, you do basic training first, and then you go into the school year. Um, so that summer, you're basic. I remember that first night in bed, laying there going, what did I get myself into? Um, and yeah, there was a lot of days I was like, man, I hate this place. Well, you know, why did I choose to go here? Um, and then now that I'm through it, I am, I'm glad I did. There was a lot of days it sucked, but like the friends I made there, um, is the main thing. And just that it was, you know, it's an accomplishment that it was hard. At least it was hard for me. There's some people that might, might be, Oh, it was easy, but it was hard yeah. for me. So, um, I think that made, makes it, you get a sense of pride and you accomplish something and you can get that in a civilian school too, you know, with your academic um, curriculum being hard there as well. But right. Um, but yeah, yeah, quick, go ahead. I was just gonna say the other thing is that's kind of your, it's your formative years. Like that's where you, you go in as a, as a child and you come out as an adult in a way. So, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, that's so you're going to have an attachment uh, to that institution as well. Cause you're there for those really important years in your life. Yeah. And like, I think you also, uh, before we, I, I want to go back and touch on something real quick, but um, before I do that, I think um, especially having sports or having something to look back on. And it, it's almost like you have this one group of people, just like you have your group of friends. It's, you have like a, not to say an inside joke, but you have a shared experience tied to this place. And it's not just like a high school, what everybody went to. It's, 
a college university that thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people have gone to at some point in time and you could run into somebody else and on top of that these places are large institutions whether it's a sports team or it's a uh, a place known for its academia or it pops up on tv you know um it's more re- it's, it's more recognizable like just like you don't see anybody um walking around with bumper stickers of their third grade peewee baseball team you know like <laughs> their, their, their their connection to that is so in it it's so minuscule versus um a large institution just like it's it's the same reason people are sports teams um because they're it's a large organization that you can rally behind that's that's the way I see it. But I wanted to revisit something you just said uh, there, Speed. Um, so you talk about basic training. Mm-hmm. How long was that for you? Uh, that was six weeks for us, um, and they divide it into two parts. Uh, the first part is, um, you know, how to make your bed, wear the uniform, stand at attention, march, the basic stuff. And then the second half, um, we go out to – they call it Jack's Valley, and we live in a tent. Um, that's where you go to the rifle range and the obstacle course, and then there's the assault course, uh, and that's the the more hands-on physical part of it. Gotcha. And to be clear, when you say tent, you mean like a like an air conditioning? Oh, like, like a, um, <laughs> no, there, there was not air. There was not air conditioning. No, no, air this air is air like air. this is like a big, you know, old-fashioned kind of army tent. Um, like twelve guys in there or something. Okay. Uh, like that yeah but we didn't not, we didn't we didn't have the luxury of air conditioning unfortunately okay. just making sure but you had did you have electricity uh i don't i think there was electricity i'm trying to remember i think there was but yeah um okay. just for the just for the lights though i mean we didn't have our phones you know yeah, yeah or anything yeah. so sure yeah uh i just think it's just interesting i said i'd be curious to hear from a prior enlisted person who decided to go there they're just like this is basic training or I don't know. I take it. Was it run by uh, the upperclassmen or did you have it was, some... it was run by the upperclassmen and then they were supervised by actual um, MTIs, which, you know, for which are the drill sergeants for the Air Force. And then if you were prior enlisted, most of that, those guys went to the prep school for a year and then went to the academy. There's exceptions. There's some that went just to the academy. But so that was their third basic training they had to go through to go to the academy. Uh, for those guys so that's dedication yeah what's sick fucks yeah um go ahead yeah i don't have anything else on that i was just more curious all right this is uh something that really annoys me is uh and speed and i have talked about this i don't think i I think society has forgotten what appointments mean so (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't think i've told this story so I and of course Ford fucked up, but uh, it's a Ford story. But um, I made an appointment with Ford to get something fixed, and um, they they had this like weird rule about like you have to tell us like three days ahead of time. So you know I had to wait till like the next week or something to get it on a Saturday, and I'm like okay whatever. So I get the appointment. It's like Saturday at like 9 a.m. I I drop it off. <clears throat> And then, oh, sorry, no, it was a Friday. It was a Friday, and I was going to leave for a road trip later that day. But so I dropped it off the night before so they would have it in the morning. And they're like, yeah, we'll get it done within the day, um, probably before the, like, we, you know, well before we close. And so I call at, like, lunchtime, and they're like, I'm like, hey, what's the status? And, of course, they, like, don't even realize my vehicle's there, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> which, of course, instills confidence, but uh, they're like, uh, you know they they figured out and then they're like oh yeah we haven't uh, done anything on it i guess that's no surprise but uh they're like yeah we haven't done anything on it and um yeah we might try to get it back to you next week i'm like well hold on a second here. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to get the only vehicle i have back to me in a week oh, okay that's what we're yeah doing. exactly and uh i'm like well what do you mean i had an appointment and they're like oh well your appointment just means that you can talk to somebody and i'm like what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, they're like, oh, we're gonna put, we put um, some other people that came after you in front of you, and I'm like, why? Why? And they just like didn't have an answer for me, you know. 
So I was like, okay, never mind. I'm just going to pick it up today then. So I basically like wasted the entire time. Um, and they were like, they were really sorry about it, but it's like, guys, like, come on, you, you can't, you know, you fuck this away. Totally. And then I had another one. I can't remember exactly what it was, but, um, oh, it was the, did I tell the Verizon story? I don't know if you guys heard that one, but I basically, um, I had to get a, the five, you know, there's a little, uh, what's it called? Like first world problems. I had to get a 5g chip in my phone instead of the one I had previously. So I call, I hate with it. The 5g chip. What's that? Come with a 5g chip. No. So I, my previous phone didn't have it. So I just used that one and it worked fine. But then if, if I, I went to a place with the 5g, it, it wouldn't work. Streetport doesn't have 5g. No surprise. Hmm. Uh, these are some, I got to say, real quick, these are some Samsung-ass problems. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? No, so I, Lux, Lux, I bought my an, phone. Do you have an iPhone, Lux? Yeah, team yeah, iPhone. Yeah, I do, I do too. Anyway, I, I'm just giving shit. Anyway, sorry, I, I'm distracting. Go ahead. That, yeah, that's why he's like luxury, a, man. He's got the iPhone. He's like a <laughs> Ford problem and a Samsung problem. Luxury's just going yeah, to be gonna a predator on this one. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I call them. Hey, you know how – isn't it so annoying when you call the store and it only goes to a 1-800 number, you know? So you're, like, trying to talk to them, and it's like, hey, I'm, like, right outside the store. They're like, what store? And I'm like, that, where I'm calling you from? And they're like, oh, no, this is a 1-800 number. Like, this is nationwide. What store are you at? It's like, what the fuck? I was just trying to get a hold of the store, you know? Uh, but, of course, it's like. I'm like right there, but I have to make an appointment that's like half an hour later or something like that. So this was, um, I don't know, like seven months ago or something. So COVID was still kind of um, like people were still taking a lot of precautions or more than they are now. So people were like lined up outside, but I was kind of like, whatever, I have an appointment. I think I can sneak through. So I just wait and I wait for my time and then I go in and and the guy like comes to me and he's just like, oh, no, no, you have to wait outside. And I'm like, oh, but I have an appointment. They're like, oh, no, you have to you have to get in line. It's like, what the fuck is that a, the point of this appointment? And then when I go, it's the worst thing is like there's like two people in there when I got kicked out. But then there's like four of us in line. We finally get let in. And then like later they let like seven people, 12 people, 15 people in. And then they just like randomly stop random people and just tell them to wait outside regardless of how many people are in there. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on around here, you know? I don't know. Maybe it's just me getting, um, what's it called, bitter or like being more of an adult. But it seems like trying to make appointments or like, you know, get work done even on the house or something like that. It takes like fucking forever and people just don't understand like – they don't understand like, hey, call me like if they're going to if you tell them to call you back and they're supposed to or you're supposed to have a meeting at a certain time or appointments of apparently like they just don't understand how that works. I don't know what's going on. Maybe there's always the way it's been. I don't know. But I, well, I think. Oh, go ahead. OK, well, I was just I was going to say, I think COVID exacerbated the problem. And I saw this with a lot of Air Force support agencies, and I'm, I'm sure it happened in the civilian oh, sector, boy. too. But people. Huh. Uh, working they would work from home and they would use that as an excuse to not do work oh so like you're like you call and you're like oh i need you to help and they're like oh well we're working from home and we have shortened hours and it takes longer for us to help (laughs) we got short we got shortened hours we're already working two days a week because we had the other three days of the week for training (laughs) days and now we have we have to have our we still have to have our training days while we're at home (laughs) Yeah. And they're yeah. and they're at home, so then you can't you can't find you them. Can't call them. Phone, you, leave them a, you can't go into the office because they're yeah. not there. They're working from home. Leave, so. leave a voicemail, and they don't ever mm-hmm. check email. And they're like, "We'll just leave us a voicemail or email or box." And you're like, "Okay, here we go." It, I I really do think you get the nail on the head, speed. Um, yeah. I think with pe- people, there there a lot of times people. Uh, if you catch them in a, in a good mood or whatever, they have no problem, like, for your situation, port, where it's like, oh, yeah, just come in, line up, whatever. Hey, it was COVID. Stand outside real quick. Um, I'll call you. I'll come get you in your and your appointment. But people get, like, attitudes because they're tired and shit, and I don't want to be at work. And they're just like, did you, like, sir, did you, did you read any of these rules? You need to go outside. And they're just, like, using an excuse to, like, almost punish you for 
not listening to the rule that you didn't know, you know, mm-hmm. it's, oh, I, I hate that. And then like you said, sweet, it, people just using it. I think a lot of times just using it as an excuse to um, put you in timeout or send you to the penalty box for two seconds. Like if you have an appointment, you walk in and say, why, why would you say you have an appointment? Now you get into the back of the line. Dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these, people, these people are lunching. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. I don't know how to get around. Like this is going to go in a different direction, but like, it seems like the bigger the company is, the more retarded they are, you know, or like <laughs> just ridiculous. They get with like, they don't have the personal feel, you know, it's like, and it's like, what am I going to do in the moment? Like, I, I have to go to Verizon to get this chip. You know what I mean? Like, I want to switch carriers, but there's only, like, you know, however many. And it's like, like, I don't want to work with these people ever again, you know? <laughs> so, but it's like, what a, there's, what choices do I have? There's, like, no justice to it. You know what yeah. I mean? Port, you even had, when you came up here last month, I have another story for you, is you went to get your rental car, and you had a reservation, and then they oh, didn't have right. a car for you. And you're yeah. like, well, you have my, and they're like, oh, yeah, we have your reservation. But there's no car. And it was it was literally like that Seinfeld episode where he goes, gets the reservation and they're like, oh, we don't have the car for you. And he, he's like, he's like, don't you know what a reservation is? And she goes, I know what a reservation is, sir. And he goes, I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's literally what happened to you. So they they didn't have a car for you until what, the next day you finally got I think one, it was like, I think or two, two days, days later. later. Yeah. Yeah. They're just overselling. I don't like when they do that. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just say you don't have it. Just say you don't have the car. It's cool. We'll figure out. We we won't make our plans solely around this, mm-hmm. knowing that you're going to be our this house of cards right here. Yeah, and it is kind of fucked up because well, it helps them because they get the sale right, and that since I stuck with them, they still get my business, you know. But it's like, I mean, again, I guess it's kind of like what what are you going to do at the moment, but. It, it is really like deceptive of them to just say, oh, yeah, we got it. And then they're like, oh, yeah, that's not how our system our system just allows us to take cars in. But we don't have enough on the lot. And it's like, guys, do you see a problem with this? You know? yeah. like, uh, but then it sucks because I don't want to yell at the guy because he's not the real one. It's like the manager who's fucking in the air conditioned office somewhere who actually is like the system's fucked up, you know, but. So I don't. Yeah, he's allowing them to do this. Yeah, but I I don't know. It's just been pretty bad. I don't know. Maybe recently. Maybe it has been COVID exacerbating it. But uh, it's been fucking ridiculous. It makes me just like not want to go outside. You know. (laughs) (laughs) So here's a question. Oh, go ahead. Unless you want. uh, I just had a random question. Not. Oh no. Go ahead. Yeah. Go. Uh, Are ghosts dead or alive? (sighs) Wow. What a hit. Uh, think about I, it. I think they're, they're alive. They, like, they have to be taken because like, if it was dead, then it would not be around, right? They have, there's some interaction. Well, do you think they're in a different medium, essentially? Yeah, that's really what it is, right? They're I mean, different. they may be in a different medium, but they're still alive. Like, they're, they're physically yeah. Yeah. acting, doing something, whether they're uh, uh, a carnate, invisible, knocking shit off the wall, or, you know, they're like a, a floating being they're to a degree i mean i i gotta say they might be alive they're just not alive in the sense that we think about it maybe that's a different way because i would i guess if you put it that way i guess i was thinking well no they're dead they're ghosts if they were right dead, exactly if they were that's, alive they'd be for a person like, that's exactly that way, it right because you, yeah. you think about it like because i thought about that too i don't know what made me think of that today but i was <laughs> I, I just thought it <laughs> <laughs> stuck sitting like staring at a computer screen but because that's exactly it you're like ghosts they're ghosts because they died and they're no longer here but they're still you know actively doing something so if you're doing something you can't be dead you know yeah I exactly I, I i obviously we think that you know if, if you do think it believe in ghosts i'm still I, i'm i'm still um uh, the jury's still out for me if ghosts are real, but I'm definitely not willing to fuck with them <laughs> in the case that they are. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like you can think they could be good, but I mean, everything tells us they're or so much of entertainment has reason to think that they're uh, bad, you know, for the story, obviously. So it's like kind of, you know, like 
it is interesting to think they could be like a guardian angel equivalent, you know. But then again, they could just like kill you. Use you to get back into the world of the living. Yeah, something like that, you know. <laughs> um, that just made me think about a funny video I saw today, which was uh, this like the girlfriend of somebody uh, tries to scare the boyfriend. She like hides behind the shower curtain. And then the guy, I think she knew the guy had to go in there for something like 20 minutes later. So he goes in there to like get something. And then she's like starts poking around so he sees it, and then he just starts fucking wailing on the shower <laughs> curtain. <laughs> I don't think he gets her too bad, but he like hits her, and then he's like, "Sorry, what were you doing back there?" She's like, "I was just trying to prank you." And it's like, "Oh shit, yeah, <laughs> prank these hands." <laughs> yeah, she's always. Uh, didn't mean to derail, but that, yeah, that was just something that, uh, that yeah, I don't really have much to contribute in. <laughs> the podcast today, I oh. think. <laughs> well, I had not that this was like a ghost, but I had a, a creepy incident just last night. Um, Uh-oh. I turned on the the way we have the we had to reconfigure some lamps and stuff, but the way the bedroom is, we have an Echo Dot, which like um is you know that's like connected to your Alexa. So basically, it's like you can have one Alexa in your house, and then the Echo Dot can you can have that upstairs. So we have an Echo Dot in our bedroom. And so um, I turned the light switch on, the Alexa turned on, and then she just started playing this really creepy noise. And it was like, um, I thought it was Thriller at first because it was like the door creaking open and then like a howling uh, noise. And then it was like really creepy screaming. Oh, um, no. It was really weird. And so I like went downstairs and, you know, I was like, Hannah, did you play this? Are you like screwing with me right now? And she's like, no, I, I didn't do it. Um, and there's no way for her to know, like, when I turn the light switch on upstairs when she's downstairs to it plan it. You be, know what I mean? So, like, I know, um, I don't know if it was Alexa, but I think there's some, um, like, some people getting their shit hacked, like, um, some, like, yeah, security hit cameras. Exactly, yeah. It could have been somebody broke in, like, or put some kind of code, and they started doing that just to mess with you. I'm sure that's what I'm, I'm like, because at first it's like, oh, that's creepy, but then I'm like, oh, dummy, I'm sure it's some logical explanation, whether it's a hacker or Hannah was messing with me or, you know what I mean? I'm sure there's a logical explanation with that kind of thing, but um, it was just one of those things where my first reaction was, holy cow, that's creepy, you know? So, yeah, sometimes that that shit happens when uh, it's just like when you're going to sleep and you just hear the weirdest noises. And I mean, mm-hmm. now that now that Madison's with me, like, um, you know, she can like back me up on if like what the noise was, you know, like I'll just maybe I'll be like dozing off and I hear a noise and I'm like, what the hell was that? And then she's like, oh, it's just the dryer or something like that. And mm-hmm. then I'm thinking, like, the dryer's not making those kind of noises. You know what I mean? like, yeah. <laughs> it's like somebody screaming and she's like oh it's just the dryer i'm like <laughs> <laughs> you know? but uh but yeah i guess it gives me like comfort but at the same time it's like i really you just hear the weirdest fucking noises and that doesn't really happen when you're like uh just in the living room you know what i mean it's it's just our we're just on we're on edge basically right like we mm-hmm. feel i suppose which is kind of non not not very logical i guess but um oh so oh go ahead nope uh i was just gonna fill the void that's all (laughs) uh i was gonna say uh yeah i don't know if you guys have also noticed the uh trying to get like people to to work on your house or something like that like i i think this is really covid but um just how backed up everybody is but also that people don't, and I know Speed and I have talked about this a lot, but kind of goes with the appointments thing. It's like people don't, like you call them to get a quote or something and then they just like don't respond <laughs> or you get a quote and you want to like use their services, but then they just don't come over or they don't like call you back or text you back. Yeah. It's like, how can yeah, you I had the that, business of doing this? Yeah, I had that with my roof. We had some loose shingles um on top of one of the corners and it was so high i couldn't get to it um i even climbed up on the roof above the garage and then i couldn't get to it on the second story and i have a really steep roof um so, yeah so i couldn't get to it so it was, yeah we called them and it's like 
oh yeah, we'll we'll come on over tonight, and then they don't come, and then oh yeah, we'll be there. To, I'll call me. Oh, we'll be there tomorrow, and then they just never come. And it's like that's fine if you say, hey, I can't get to you in two weeks, but just tell me that. And I had that with like two different roofing companies, where they're like, oh, we wouldn't. We'll show up. Yeah, we'll be there, and then they never show up, and it took like three months to finally get them to come and fix it. And it's like I'm trying to give you money, you know. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I under- I understand that like, yeah, you're only going to make whatever, a couple hundred bucks off of me for like some shingles and some minor repairs versus you make a bunch more money off of doing a whole roof on like a new house or something. I get that. So I get for those little repairs were less desirable, but at least just tell me that and say, Hey, I'll get to you in two weeks or something, you know, let us know. It's frustrating. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I kind of had that uh exact thing happened um and i think this happened before the pandemic and you just it just makes you wonder like are they really like that like and this is going to kind of segue into something i was just about to say but like what what kind of business model is that like when you say hey are you going to do this and they're like yeah yeah we'll do it and just decide to not show up but like if you did that they'd be they'd be like trying to charge you for Mm -hmm. something else um that's a good point. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. And I, it, it kind of makes me wonder, because especially right now, um, it's kind of a seller's market for everything. But um, it, it, it makes me think they're like, they don't have anything to lose. So they're just saying, oh, who cares? I'm just going to um, not do that. Or they, they there's no repercussion. You know, I think if you left them a, like, a bad review, maybe. But it, may, it also makes me wonder, and I don't know if it's the COVID thing or maybe it's a work from home thing or maybe it's because the business is booming. But do you think that there's been a lack of an increased lack of social skills because of um, not maybe it's a combination of the pandemic, but it could be like just the amount of um, the, the amount of stuff that uh, I can't talk right now. I'm, uh, my brain's not working the influx of people willing to spend money so people since they're in the the sellers of products or services they have the ball in their court they don't they're not required really anymore to provide better service because they're they're in a good they're having a good time right now man i never thought about that that i like how you put that that it's a seller's market i didn't really think about it that way but that makes sense um yeah i mean i suppose so i think they just you know, it's easy for me to think like, oh, shit, they don't have maybe they don't have too many people vying for their attention or having uh, too many projects done, but they could have like dozens every day, you know, and so they easily like drop off one or two people. I mean, I don't think they should, but no, they and, definitely then, shouldn't. and then it's like, you know, to them, it's a dime a dozen. So it's like, uh, yeah, they probably like, they're you know, instead of saying like, Hello, Mr. Port. Uh, I, you know, here's the quote attached, and this and that. They're gonna be like, "Here's the fucking quote." You know, call me yeah. if you want it. You know. <laughs> yeah, or we'll we'll come get the quote uh, when we feel like it. Yeah, and yeah, you'll please. you'll be ready for us. Uh, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you later, maybe. Yeah, exactly. You better have my money too. Yeah. Like, they, well, I don't even know how much to pay. Bye. It's like in Seinfeld, they have the hand, you know. Yeah, a soup Nazi. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the other, I mean, up here in Minot, you know, it's less than 50,000 people live up here, but there's only, uh, what, like two or three uh, roofing companies that'll do roof repairs. There's some other companies that do construction, but they will actually, you know, do roof repairs. So, yeah, that's um, tough. it's like, okay, if one place doesn't do it and the other place doesn't do it, I mean, you're at options. You know what I mean? You gotta go <laughs> yeah. to so if they're all like, oh, yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it two months later. What, what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? I, it's not like I'm going to, I guess I could go, if I really wanted to get a cherry picker or something, rent it and go up there myself. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't have the, the time or really the desire to do that. If I can just pay somebody else to do it for that sort of thing. I think I'm starting to get vengeful, but, uh, <laughs> I feel like there's no justice in the, in the world. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Like, I mean, not not necessarily in this case, but like the appointment case or like, you know, when like a company fucks you like luxury, you kind of brought up like if I don't know if you had like a contract and you like backed out of it or something. uh, Or I guess like maybe if they were coming over for to look at a quote or something and then 
you know, they just showed up and you're like, oh, no, I didn't ask for this quote. Goodbye. You know, they'd be like, what the fuck? But same thing with like the opposite is uh, like you're expecting them. You wait around, you like took off work or something and they don't show up and they're, they don't respond to you. It's like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> so uh, sometimes I and I mean, a lot of it is with maybe uh, some politics, but also like the financial markets and other stuff like that. Like people just like manipulate the everyday man or woman. And then they just get away with it, you know what I mean? Or like the 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 elites, you know. So again, maybe it's I'm just becoming bitter. I don't know. And maybe this is like, you know, when I was younger, I don't know. You guys, you guys have the same situation where, you know, you always see like the adults like being very careful about what they do and like not trusting people and they want stuff written down or you know they want it in writing and now i like totally understand it all <laughs> because it's yeah like, or like they're asking like and who am i speaking to right now so i have your name yeah. you're still not good at that but i see the merit of it yeah but then but even then like you know that's another good example like if somebody fucks you over with like customer service like i i got in trouble maybe a handful of times or so because you know one employee would tell me one thing and i just go off their word and then when I got like, you know, a fine for it or whatever else, like whatever the repercussion was later, I was like, oh, no, but Bethany, Bethany told me this. And it's like, who's that? She doesn't even work here. It's like, what? We're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. giving fake names. Giving yeah. some <laughs> like, um, uh, it, I, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say it kind of it depends on you got to pick the hills you want to dial in. So yeah. for this roof situation, I was like, OK, there's only a couple of roofers. I don't really have a choice. Uh, unless I want to spend all this money to go rent the cherry picker to go up there myself. I had a, a bad customer service interaction with one of the tire places up here. I ran over a nail. Oh, that's right. Just, yeah. And, you know, I mean, I could have just bought the, you know, gone to the hardware store and bought the seal and stuff myself. But I ran over a nail and I was like, ah, it's easier to let them take care of it. So I called them up and I said, hey, I ran over a nail. I think I have a, a slow leak. I want you guys to patch it. And they're like, oh, yeah, come on down right now uh, and we'll we'll get you taken care of. I was like, all right, I'll be there in 10 minutes. So I get there in 10 minutes and then they go, oh, we're not taking any more um, tire repairs today. And I was like, someone on the phone that I just called literally just, you know, said, come on down 10 minutes ago. And they're like, oh, sorry. And they're like, you can try again tomorrow. And I was like, I'm going to try somewhere else now. You just lost my <laughs> business. Uh, and I'm not coming back here because of this, you know, so I won't ever go to that place again. And then less than a month later i needed new tires anyways and i bought my tires from a different tire place and i lost my business because of that so you know i mean do they care i'm a drop in the bucket of all their business so no but it makes me feel good you know better about myself that i i took a stand and i'm not giving my business anymore after that you know so yeah it's true it's like your character you know like uh your dad with target right oh yeah that's not yeah that's a great one so this is like almost 20 years ago now. My father um, saw an advertisement for a TV that was on sale at Target. And he went to Target and they were like, oh, we're out of stock at this store, but go to the other store and they'll sell it to you for this price. He goes to the other Target store and they're like, oh, we refuse to sell it to you at this price. And he's like, but it was on sale at this tar- at this other Target and they told me to come here and they still want to do it. And they had a uh, price matching thing with competitors i don't know if they still do but at the time they were like hey show us the price from walmart or another store and we will match that price if it's lower and he's like so you're telling me you will price match what's that is that the Sorry. laundry machine making some crazy noise <laughs> yeah something like that <laughs> <laughs> laundry machine don't make that noise <laughs> um but they said they said oh yeah we'll price match our competitors but not our own company so my father he kept going up to the manager then the regional manager and he kept writing letters and sending emails or whatever. He ended up writing a letter to the CEO of Target and said, if you don't sell me this TV at this price, I will never shop at Target again my entire life. And they basically said pound sand. And my father has not shopped and spent any money at Target in almost 20 years now. So man of conviction. <laughs> man of conviction. There's something to be said for conviction uh-huh. to that. Um, and on the other side, too. Um <laughs> You know, like it, I'm sure, and like nothing, there's nothing for your dad. Uh, like I, I like, I like the spirit of the man, but you know, again, it, all of us as individuals, we're like a gnat to 
you know, an elephant at this point. Exactly. Like, they don't care. <laughs> like, We're like, dropping bucket. You're gonna, like, oh, you're going to uh, boycott us? Oh, fuck, cool. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yep, yep, I'll pay attention to you. Exactly. It's like, you, you, like yeah, man, you show us. Um, that's, they say um, real power is when you let somebody else feel that they actually have the power, but you're in control the whole time. Uh, and that's kind of what it is. He's like, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I like his principle, and I, I, I can fuck with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you'd love <laughs> – well, you'd love hearing it every year, that same story every year at Christmas. When somebody has somebody a present, when somebody a has a present that's in a Target bag or they admit they got it from Target and my father brings it up. So. <laughs> like, oh, you do. You betray me like this. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> It, it probably feels like he's uh, David in the Bible, you know, putting a rebuke on the entire. It's like your <laughs> your entire clan will cease to exist under the. <laughs> <laughs> I say that because I just finished uh, reading Kings, uh, and oh, okay. David was uh, going ham on other people. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I gotta get uh, back in the word. I think I'm too. Uh to divert or what is it you've diverged maybe no like gone straight too far you know what i mean or like, <laughs> straight, you know, i i tell you it what it always uh, grounds me yeah mm-hmm. well i'm kind of stuck because the old testament is just like oh, who or now we're having a religion podcast but that's all right uh it, the old testament is just so it's just drawn out and a lot of stuff is like like there'll be an entire chapter of like just describing you know the Ark of the Covenant, I'm just like, uh, I got to admit, sometimes I just, like, I kind of skim through it, and I'm like, I'm just going to skip this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's just, yeah. I, like, I also try to just read, like, a chapter a day, just make sure I'm, make sure not necessarily the, for the spiritual piece, but, like, make sure I get some backing in it, and oh, it makes me feel connected, but neither here nor there. Yeah, the new, the new Testament's definitely easier read. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Testament. It's pretty wild, dude. Some of the stuff in the Old Testament, I'm like, dude, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, we just we just doing this? Like, it's just kind of interesting compared to like what we think of. Uh, I guess may or what a lot of people think of mainstream Christianity, um, and I, I guess what we uh, we as Christians think of Christianity or whatever variation of it um, you happen to believe in. It's a lot more brutal and it was a product of its time you know uh i i think at least um so when you look at a lot of people talk about how uh the brutality of islam but there are a lot of them are the there a lot of this is happening at the same time and hell islam came as an offshoot of christianity initially um but i i i think when people look at it it, it the, the same level of brutality is there i think it was just I would hate to live in times like that, man. Like people are just getting stabbed and you know, like think about going to war, like the difference of going to war now versus going to war then, like now you might get shot and you're like, all right, well that sucks, but whatever. But you might get like a sword ran through you. You're like, <laughs> you're like fighting some other dude and somebody just stabs you in the neck and you're just like laying there bleeding. And then they're like, and then they talk about, you know, Oh, like you're, you're wounded enemy on the battlefield. There's no Hague Convention. There's no POWs. They're just like walking around smashing rocks in your head. You know, dude? No. No, that sounds terrible. Don't take me back. I, I agree with that. I don't know if you guys have ever listened to Dan Carlin. Uh, I'm a big fan of his history podcast. Um, but he, he talks about that in World War One. They say, oh, shooting an enemy, you know, that you don't want to have to do it, but you know, the soldiers were okay with that. What they really didn't want to have to do is stab someone and run them through with a bayonet. Um, and then he says, contrast that with, just think about all of human history until the last several hundred years. That's what war was, was stabbing someone with a spear or a sword or hacking them uh, to death and how brutal uh, and terrible that must have been. So that is a great point. You just get, I think, too, there are people who are just desensitized to it. Just like, just like people, if you're a hunter, you kind of are desensitized to tearing flesh and, you know, mm-hmm. all that thing. And, at, you know, you see it enough, you do it enough times, you're like, yeah, well, hell, like, I think probably some of the stuff that we did, 
to some people, like, I didn't think it was overly brutal. There were some ones where you're like, oh, man, that was rough. But, um, like, comparatively, like, you show, like, we were like, oh, whatever. And then somebody else sees it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> you, you, have, <laughs> you seen this? I'm like, yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think they're, they're a product. They're, they're generations, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always funny in the movies when they are like fighting with the swords and they're just like one on one. But it's like somebody could just come from behind you, and just end you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right? Like, or or was this t- like the times where it was unchivalrous to go stab somebody? Because if it was me, I'd be like, if I'm planning, uh, I'd have like some special operations unit. So like we get into a battle and then I got like <laughs> I have specific people. We'll call them. I don't know. We'll, we'll just call them the, the leakers. The, the leakers, there you go. I call them leakers. And, they, and they're just, like, making their way through the battlefield, stabbing people, like, just one off. Boom, 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 boom. And they get out. Boom, 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 boom. And, like, yeah, I, I feel like that would be a winning strategy if they didn't already have that. Well, I think Again, that, was the, that was the whole point of being in a formation. Um, I know I'm, I'm delving into some nerd stuff here. I know um, but with the, if you think of like the the Greeks or the Romans, they'd be in their formations, have their shields side by side. You remember in 300, and he's telling Ephialtes, the deformed Greek guy, about how they have to stand uh, together and hold their shields up um, yeah. from their thigh up to their their neck and and protect the guy next to him. So I think that's why um, that might not have worked depending on what time. But then if you go to the Middle Ages. It was kind of just a, depending on the battle in the era, it was more of a free for all melee. If you like, well, I mean, Braveheart, they're in a big, they're just in a big mosh pit chopping each other. So maybe that would work in. Well, I mean, I think the Middle that, Ages. It just depends. I think all kind of like hand to hand combats, like that's what it ended up devolving devolving into. I mean, once you get to the merge, like all bets mm-hmm. are off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, like you can you can be in your phalanx and then you're gonna keep butting against each other and then somebody's gonna break through the line because once you break through the line, that's it's game over. So that's split, when the killing starts. Yeah, yeah. When somebody breaks the, the other line so and people run. Right. Yeah, yeah, and you get through and it's all. And then here's the other thing: who's go, who wants to be the guy who's just like, like you see like this wall of soldiers and you're gonna try to like be the one to like bust through and split the formation no i feel like you're instantly getting ended no way yeah you gotta have they have bigger balls back then i'm sure yeah. you know what i mean yeah or they just got like the you know the 15 16 year old kid who's hopped up on testosterone is like <laughs> i'm gonna go do this i'm still convinced to this day that half the time fighters around the world get into whatever fighting they do is because they're just like i want to get some action and they go do it but mm-hmm. Uh, what regardless of whatever organization they're part of but that's luxury's take on it um yeah so the i don't know just some of that stuff with like uh, it doesn't seem like there's like accountability you know what i mean it just seems like there's like a lot and we don't have to go too far into this but uh the it seems like there's like huge corporations, you know what I mean? And they're just getting bigger and bigger. And like we said, like they don't care. We're just a drop in the fucking bucket. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, I guess it is a critical thing to keep your character. You know what I mean? Like at least you're doing that for yourself, you know, but sure. um, it's, it's sometimes it seems like they're not like, they're not responding well to what the, even if like a lot of people said the same thing, you know, they would just be like, ah, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, and it's not fair, and that, that's not like that's not the mark of a good business, I don't think. And e- you even see like larger organizations, like they they they're starting to realize that it's those small interactions that really matter. So when you have an issue with eBay, like I called eBay the other day, and I got a hold of like a normal, I think they were American person on the phone, and they just like talked me through whatever, and like, oh yeah, here you go, boom, 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 boom. And like those interactions was, are kind of savored. I know Apple does a really good job again. Another plug for Apple, but like that's part of. I, I've been out of the game for a while, but that was at least when I worked there. It was part of like your training. Like every person is 
like you're cultivating an interaction with every single person you have. Like you want to basically create that, turn them into being like a product promoter. Um, so that way they want to tell their friends about the great service and all the cool things that Apple has. And that's going to do way more for you than just um, having a cool product, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I, some of the, the books I've read recently, if you guys are interested, is uh, Infinite Games by Simon Sinek, but also, um, but Simon Sinek's bullshit. Uh, yes. <laughs> but Beyond Measure also by, uh, I can't remember her name right now, but uh, it was a short read, but it was just talking about, you know, nothing too profound, but something that people probably miss is like, everybody should take care, like every, all the executives should take care of the employees and then the employees if they feel comfortable they'll take good care of your customers which is obviously what you want you know so like i'm sure apple apple probably paid you you know fine and treated you well so and then in turn you took care you felt comfortable so you took care of your customers because you believed in apple you know so yep certainly that's uh Mm -hmm. that's the way to do it even though it's might seem simple i think that is you know really what it is uh, but yeah, I think a lot of people miss that, especially Walmart. Like, uh, actually, Simon Sinek was talking about Walmart used to be this fucking awesome company where the it was it John Walton was the original guy. He made it so that it was almost like a mom and pop shop where they were personal and they knew you well. But then these other fucks came in and you know they're just going trying to go for numbers, all because of like Wall Street, you know. And they they have to they lay people off, they're paying people minimum wage so they can get make more money and stuff like that. And they had all those like lawsuits against them like ten years ago or whatever it was about all the fucked up things they did. So they just like lose their way after a while, you know. It's hard to yeah. keep your um the original like good intent as you get bigger and go on. But maybe I'm just on a soapbox here now. So um, uh, you can even have that, I think, on a on a personal level. Um once you get successful too so you gotta you gotta be able to check your ego so um you know chevy chase is a great example so i'm a big chevy chase (laughs) fan of his like films from like you know the 80s and stuff and i think he's really funny um but i guess he has a reputation for being very narcissistic and rude to people and bill murray um i guess he had a fight with him when chevy chase came back on snl to host they got in a fight backstage and then bill murray but bill murray had this great quote about it and he was like once you become famous, you have about two years to figure yourself out and like check your ego. And if you don't fix it by then, you're just going to be an asshole the rest of your life. Hmm. Yeah, that checks. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. point. I didn't, that was a good way to uh, pull the thread a little bit more. It is good to, it's always like, um, don't forget where you came from kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And a lot of the times, um, actually, I learned this from some of the lessons in the Bible. It's like, a lot of suffering, even though, you know, we don't want it in the moment, it builds character like bad times, you know, and then that keeps you, makes you humble and it probably regrounds you and you need that. Otherwise you're just going to go off and become an asshole. You know what I mean? Like if, if everything you did was successful, you became like a billionaire and then, you know, you flew into space or something and came back. <laughs> like some people did recently and then you're just like oh i'm I'm the fucking man you know so you know why would you treat anybody well you know (laughs) we should talk about uh jeff bezos as a little um tangent here did you hear what he said he was like uh after he got back from the space trip he was like oh thanks to all the amazon employees and customers for paying for this it's like what the fuck is wrong (laughs) with you (laughs) and then he said Oh my God, Earth is so beautiful. Uh, we should get, we should take all the polluting companies and send them into space. It's like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> you know? He's saying like send them to space, like get rid of them. No, <laughs> no, he, no say, he meant he meant send them to yeah. space. Like, hey, that they way can you see. can you can see, and then you'll change your ways. I think is that. No, no, I think he said. Is that like, what he meant? Move all the polluting companies to space so they're not polluting the Earth. Oh, okay, I see. And it's like. You realize that doesn't make sense, right? You know, but just gonna, let's uh, pollute the moon and Mars instead. There you go. Yeah, he's a billionaire, so he thinks he can just like snap his finger and make it all happen. But uh, <laughs> no, that was pretty funny. But uh, we're actually pretty pretty close to time. Any other uh, thoughts, comments? Uh, yeah, I had I had a couple of things. Um, 
I, so I, I found out, uh, maybe one of you guys found it. I took a picture of the very first Lapa Luxury podcast. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back on Guam a couple of years ago. So um, you guys are in it. And then I have a praying mantis that I found because I'm a big uh, nature guy. So mm-hmm. uh, you guys in the praying mantis. So that's just something that we can kind of enjoy. Um, so that's pretty cool. But December 2016, first lap of luxury. So, <laughs> Humble. I just, so congratulations. <laughs> you guys are uh, coming up on five years almost now. Yeah. So congratulations. Humble uh, beginnings since uh, <laughs> I, you, yeah. even the, we have from that, that trip, we probably have four or five podcasts that are they're they're gone somewhere i know <laughs> they can't see the light of day <laughs> well I, yeah. <laughs> I would love to put them on there i just don't know if we know where they're at um, I, well, yeah, we do have it. a couple but the crack day one was pretty good very first one that was published mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then um uh can you are you guys still selling t-shirts we are indeed yep mm-hmm. okay great because i have a, a lap of luxury coyote brown t-shirt and i love it and i wear it on fridays so <laughs> uh i just i want to help you guys hawk some t-shirts here so where can i where can the customers get the t-shirts at yeah for sure man um so head over to lapper luxury podcast on facebook just search us and you'll uh be able to find us there send us a dm uh or message and we'll get it right out to you awesome and then uh the last thing i had i wanted to make fun of shark for making dinner his priority and showing up halfway through uh his, <laughs> his podcast uh last time he was on uh come on shark show some respect for the lap of luxury here yeah he's an asshole yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's got to get his priorities straight that's uh, that's right yeah. uh but in all serious though congratulations to shark for getting his own airplane that's awesome and that is something I aspire <laughs> to hopefully do one day as well. So that's that's really cool. Congratulations. Yeah, he uh, he made his dreams come true, huh? It's yeah. Cool. So you got yeah you got to admire him for chasing his dreams. So. Yeah. yeah, that is really cool. Um, shit, I had one more thing and I lost it. Okay, I guess it's gone. <laughs> All right, uh, I think that's it. Anybody got anything else? No, I think that's it for me. Okay. All right. All right. Well, it's it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Sure. Definitely. Anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. All right. Hang around afterward. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. See you. See ya. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.